I don't think I actually had language to talk about parasocial relationships until just recently because I didn't know that that is what was happening to me. I just felt like, oh, kind of weird that people act like they really know me when they don't. Or kind of weird that people tell me things like, oh, you know, that didn't really seem like you. I was actually surprised that you like did that. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I wonder why they thought that because like y'all don't know me. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Cassandra Lay, and you're listening to I'm Lost, So What? The podcast exploring between belonging and carving your own path. For all the peeps out there who kind of know what you're doing, but still question, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I'm with you. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the I'm Lost, So What? podcast. Y'all know the drill, right? This is your host, Cassandra, and today we are going to be talking about, do you all really know me? And really, the question is, do you all really know the people that you follow online? We're going to dive into what parasocial relationships are and how, mm, I don't want to say toxic, but how interesting they can be, especially from a cultural perspective. So if you don't know, what are parasocial relationships? This definition I got from findapsychologist.org. And I've linked this article in the show notes. You can check it out. I also want to mention that I first heard about this term in one of the Try Guys video after they had a huge scandal in late 2022 with their ex-fourth member. If you don't know who the Try Guys are, well, I'll link this video, this tripod, their podcast episode in the show notes where they talk about this whole situation the drama that they had and then also they mention what parasocial relationships are and like how it has affected them but let's get into what is actually a parasocial relationship so a parasocial relationship is a one-sided relationship where one person extends emotional energy interest and time this is usually the person who is consuming content or following somebody online and the other party the persona is completely unaware of the other's existence so I think this changes a little bit. I'll get into this later on in the episode, but it changes a little bit because it's not like in a parasocial relationship now with how the world is working with the internet and social media. It's not like people don't realize that uh, other people don't exist, but maybe they don't have like the same type of relationship because one person is consuming and following and feeling like they really know somebody and the other person is the one that is producing content. So Let me read that again. A parasocial relationship is a one-sided relationship where one person extends emotional energy, interest, and time, and the other party, the persona, is completely unaware of the other's existence. Parasocial relationships are most common with celebrities, organizations such as sports teams, or television stars. And where do we mostly see parasocial relationships in our lives? We usually see them with, like I just read in the definition, with celebrities. So movie stars, actors, reality TV stars, could be sports players slash teams, it could be music artists, it could be artists in general, it could be anybody like famous that we know of and follow online or that we see on television. And what's a new parasocial relationship that is actually rising? Because now we have to look at it from our current system and our current I guess, socioeconomic political world. And we have to take into account things like the internet and social media. So the new, this is my opinion, the new parasocial relationship that is rising 
are with people who are personal brands. So like influencers, thought leaders, creators, business owners, and anyone we follow on social media that we feel connected to, inspired by, and we consume their content on a regular basis and are interested slash curious in. So now it's not just celebrities, sports players, teams, music artists, reality TV stars, people who I think when I was growing up, when I follow them, like I think about when I was super, super invested in in like Rihanna's life. Um, I was like hardcore fan and also same with Miley Cyrus. I was like obsessed with Rihanna and Miley Cyrus growing up. And I would follow them and like, you know, get really invested in like their decisions and what they do, how they dress, what they eat and all that stuff. And I think before social media and before like super internet culture, we would kind of like have parasocial relationships with people who were famous people who we kind of like idolized, people who we thought were like super far away from us and they were not like in our sphere, in our world. But now with the rise of internet culture and with the rise of social media, we are basically now moving into a different type of parasocial relationship that feels more close, feels like like tangible because of social media. So What I think is that social media is breaking the fourth wall in relationships and giving us access to celebrities or people that we admire because it's easy. Like if you're following somebody on social media, it's easy to send them a message. It's easy to like, you know, reach out, respond to their stories. And of course, like I'm following Adam Masseri on Instagram and he's like coming out with new updates every so often about Instagram and like what to do. Here's how we're like improving, you know, access for creators to like connect with their communities and all of this stuff. And it's basically breaking the fourth wall so that, you know, this parasocial relationship that we once had with people that we felt were so far away from us who lived in like a totally different world than we did because they were celebrities, famous people, super rich people, whatever. Now it's bringing it down to earth. It's making it more tangible. It's making it more real. It's making it more accessible and like, oh, they're not so different than me. I am not so different than them. We're like, we're buds. We're BFFs. We're friends. And if you think about it, even on TikTok, people are like, hey, bestie. What's up, bestie? Bestie, we're not doing this today. Bestie, don't do that. And like, we're creating this parasocial relationship too. It's not just, you know, that previously in the definition, it was defined that, you know, the there was a person or a group of people who were invested in somebody and then there was a persona No, it's not like that anymore because we are also, as the persona, the brand, the person, the celebrity, the personal brand, the influencer, the creator, we're almost like creating this parasocial relationship because we're bringing it down to earth. We're making it more tangible. We're making it more accessible. We're like breaking that fourth wall. And if y'all aren't sure what the fourth wall is, I have a definition here just in case. But the fourth wall is a, I took this from Wikipedia, so it's quite technical, but I'll read this and then explain. So the fourth wall is a performance convention in which an invisible imaginary wall separates actors from the audience. While the audience can see through this wall, the convention assumes the actors act as if they cannot. So for example, it's like when you're watching a movie and I think in one of the Deadpool movies, uh, Ryan Reynolds like looks directly to the camera and like talks to the camera like they're talking to us, the audience members who are watching the movie. That is breaking the fourth wall. And I feel like social media is breaking this fourth wall in relationships because it's giving us access uh, to people in a really different way 
and it is creating like this open channel of communication. So we see this on TikTok for sure because people are definitely talking more directly, more openly. We follow people because they're sharing more of their life. You know, we're commenting, they're engaging back. Uh, we see those on Instagram for sure because like, you know, Adam Osiris is coming out with like new things every other week and saying, you know, we're doing this for creators. We want to be able to like give creators access to their communities. We want to create like direct channels so that people can talk to each other. We want, you know, your community to be involved. Uh, that is basically breaking the fourth wall because now it's not this like God-like celebrity that, you know, we didn't have access to. They're all on Instagram and TikTok like we are, the normal people. And we're able to like create this relationship with them that is a different type of parasocial relationship now. It's not just oh, I consume and, you know, you're over there. It's really bringing it down to, yeah, we're on the same playing field now. Like, yeah, sure, we're, we're different because when you're a celebrity, but, like, I can also become celebrity status because of Instagram, because of TikTok, because of social media. That is wild. So when social media is breaking the fourth wall, it's things like, you know, being able to DM people directly, direct message them, being able to consume more of their content and like control your settings so that the people that you follow, you can control like how often you see their stuff. You can make sure that you always see their things. Uh, you can actually pay them directly because you love and want to support their content, all of that stuff. And that is, that's really different than what the parasocial relationship was in the beginning when we didn't have social media or the internet or at least there's like heavy internet culture. So I'm, I love exploring this because I work specifically in personal branding for thought leaders, for business owners, for people who like feel like they have a message to share. And I feel like people don't talk about this when they teach personal branding because, you know, we're people who are teaching personal branding on Instagram or like other personal branding experts or coaches or whatever, strategists. They're more talking about like, okay, how can you show up? How can you be real? How can you show up and share more of your lifestyle? How can you build an emotional connection with people through your content? How can you start engaging with your followers, et cetera, to build trust? And those are the things that are all really important. But I really think that we need to also have this conversation on the side of, or maybe a, a conversation not really on the side, but like another whole ass conversation about parasocial relationships when we start building our personal brands. Because are we like creating a parasocial relationship with our people? Are we intentionally doing that? Do we want to do that? Is that something that is sustainable and helpful for us? Is that something sustainable and helpful for them? Or are we capitalizing on something that could be hurtful or harmful? And I don't have the answers to that. Of course, we live in a capitalist society. So of course, like everybody wants to capitalize on everything. And like, hello, we got to make money to live, survive, eat, exist, enjoy, all of that stuff. So I'm not saying like, don't, but I think having this conversation of, okay, when I'm teaching personal branding, or if I want to get into personal branding, or if you are looking for a personal brand strategist or a brand strategist or a personal brand coach or whatever, are they also going to talk to you about parasocial relationships? Because I feel like once you start building your personal brand, once you start showing up as a thought leader, as a change maker, as an influencer, as a creator, um, as a business owner who wants to share more, then 
by default, I think, just because of the way the internet works, just because of the way our current culture works with celebrities or social media and all of that, the parasocial relationship ends up being created anyways, even if we are trying not to. And that gets into like a whole other situation because it creates like this dynamic between the persona or the person, the brand, the personal brand, the thought leader, and the community, the audience, the followers, the people who are consuming that content. So I wanted to share my personal experience about this because I don't think I actually had language to talk about parasocial relationships until just recently. I didn't know that that is what was happening to me. I just felt like, oh, kind of weird that people act like they really know me when they don't. Or kind of weird that people tell me things like, oh, you know, that didn't really seem like you. I was actually surprised that you like did that. I'm like, huh, that's weird. I wonder why they thought that because like y'all don't know me. Um, and maybe like it happened to me when I thought, oh, that's interesting that Miley Cyrus would do that because like that's out of character. Who was I to be saying something like that? Who was I to be like judging or thinking or putting an opinion out there about like, oh, that's weird. I I wouldn't have done that if I was Miley. (laughs) Miley's a whole other person. It's not like we're on a first name basis or anything, but I'm just saying Miley now. Um, But okay, so let me share my personal experience about what this like parasocial relationship looked like in my own life. So I didn't realize that some people had a parasocial relationship with me. And that sounds like super arrogant. Like when I was writing out like my outline and my notes for this episode, I wrote that out and was like, gosh, sound like a little arrogant wannabe celebrity or something, but it's true. And I don't mean this in like an arrogant or hot shit way. I just genuinely didn't realize that some people had a parasocial relationship with me because I do share a lot online and I have been sharing a lot of myself online for a really long time. Um, I mean, I started blogging at 13 years old. I don't know what you blog about at 13. I think it was a lot of teenage angst and like lots of what am I doing with my life and like, oh, you know, relationship problems and all that stuff, uh, friendship problems or bullying, I don't know. But I started really like blogging and sharing about myself and like about my experience, about my thoughts, my opinions um, online at 13 years old. And since like social media then became a whole thing, I think when I was in college, then I started, you know, sharing more about myself and I started opening up my life to be consumed, I guess, or to like share my experiences with other people. And I didn't realize that by doing that, I would, I basically created a parasocial relationship with me. And the people who follow me, acquaintances, friends, family, people I don't know, etc. It was interesting because like, yes, with like my family and friends and like, especially my close friends, like they see me, they know me, they understand certain things about me and like situations in my life because we're having conversations off of social media. We're like talking about real life things in not online settings. But I think what I found was super interesting was that when I met acquaintances or like people that I had built a somewhat relationship with on social media, specifically Instagram, um, when I met them in real life, it was strange. It was strange, and let me share why next, but it was just strange because that's when the parasocial relationship manifested itself. And it wasn't just also meeting in real life. Like sometimes, you know, I would be building a relationship with somebody through Instagram DMs or something like that. And like we would just chat back and forth and like support one another. 
And of course, that happened with like other people who were not just other business owners or like other creators or things like that. They were just like other people who lived a similar lifestyle like I do. Uh, somebody who has lived abroad for a long time, somebody who is in an intercultural relationship. Sometimes like their access to me via direct messages on Instagram got into a questionable territory because I think it got into a parasocial relationship dynamic and I didn't necessarily have the knowledge or the language to like name it. And now that I do, I'm thinking back and I'm like, whoa, that was weird. So it really felt like people were entitled to my life. And I know like this entire episode is going to sound like, oh gosh, Cassandra thinks like she is so hot shit or whatever. But this is my experience and this is my podcast. So let me, let me share it anyways. I felt like people were entitled to my life. And this is what happened when I met up with like acquaintances or people I like kind of knew. Uh, they would ask me, like when we met up in person, or maybe we had like a virtual coffee chat or something, they would ask me really, really personal questions, like super personal, to the point where I was like, whoa, that's weird. And I felt like it was weird mainly because this was the first time I was meeting this person. Maybe we've exchanged messages here and there through Instagram, but we're not at that level of like, for me personally, I did not feel like we were at this level of comfortability and like trust for me to be sharing or answering such personal questions. But maybe because of the parasocial relationship that I had developed with this person, they felt like they could ask me those personal questions. They didn't feel like they were personal because they had been watching my stories on Instagram. They had been consuming my content. They knew about things in my life. And they asked personal questions and they brought up information that I, I had shared online. And they wanted to know more about the things that I shared about online. So let's say, for example, I share about a... Difficult situation I went through when I went on a trip. I don't know, something like that. And maybe I share something vague and like general. And then if I were to ever meet that person, I think this happened like once or twice. Uh, somebody actually was like, oh, I saw that you posted about this. Like what happened? Is everything okay? You know, just asking really nosy and inquisitive questions where like I didn't feel comfortable because I was like, whoa, Whatever I shared online is whatever I shared online. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily a conversation starter to dig more, but apparently they felt like it was. And this also happened when people started sharing opinions and assumptions about me with me that I didn't necessarily ask for. I think one of my business mentors, uh, she told us that like unsolicited feedback and unsolicited opinions and advice are actually not nice a little bit harmful we don't know if this person wants to receive this feedback from you we don't know if this person like wants your opinion and then like giving it all the time is kind of like entitled so that's kind of what happened to me people started sharing their opinions and assumptions about me with me or opinions and assumptions about what I should be doing what I should or how I should show up and I thought that that was so strange because I just thought to myself like y'all don't know me y'all don't know like my life Yes, I share it online, but there's like a whole other thing that you all don't see. And I think what happened was like people started acting like they knew, they know me, knew about my life, like they know everything that happened and they wanted to know even deeper details. And I get it because like if I share something online, if I've already put it out in public, then yes, it like opens up potentially like opportunities for people to ask questions uh, so I understand like this is a little bit ironic and almost like not 
I don't know if this is me being a hypocrite. Uh, and if it is, let me know. But it's almost, it's ironic because I understand that like if I post about this online, it can, you know, open up communication channels for people to ask. But then I also think to myself, if I post this online, whatever I posted online is what I feel comfortable sharing. It's not necessarily an invitation to talk about it more with me unless I feel comfortable doing so. And I think it's very interesting when somebody brings up something that I share about online to ask more questions because we are not at that level of comfortability. Specifically for me, I am not at that level of comfortability with this person. And I feel like because of the parasocial relationship that has potentially been created around like my persona, this brand that I have, it opens up the, uh, I guess, like communication ways for somebody to feel like they could talk about it. And I don't want to like bash on people or like, you know, sound really upset uh, that this happened. It was a little bit weird. And I think it like threw me off whenever like situations like this happened to me. But I also want to say like, I'm really appreciative of every single person that's shown up for me, uh, supported me, shared my stuff, etc. I feel like having your support and engagement is really awesome. And it's helped me grow and given me the chance to do some really cool things and be able to give back to the community. And I'm grateful for the community that I've built. But sometimes I do question like, when does it like when does this relationship almost get a little bit unhealthy for both parts? Like for me as the person who is like creating and sharing and for somebody who is consuming and feeling inspired or like, you know, feeling like, oh, I have access to this person. I can ask them more questions. So I don't have answers to that. If you have answers or like ideas or thoughts, please let me know. Uh, send me a DM on Instagram at Cassandra TLE because it's like an interesting dynamic. Like I, I don't know if there is a solution for a parasocial relationship. I don't necessarily know if they're bad or if they're good. They just are. And I think having like specific boundaries for yourself as the persona, the person creating, the thought leader, celebrity, personal brand, influencer, whatever it is, and then uh, sticking to those boundaries and then, you know, like clearly communicating them with your audience, your community, your followers and all that stuff is really important. And then on the consumer side, really understanding like, hey, there's a person behind that screen. Like there's a person with like a whole other thing that like you just won't ever know because people aren't going to share the whole thing online. I mean, there are some people I'm sure do, but I don't think everybody does. So here are my thoughts on like parasocial relationships and just like reminders. I think to myself and like to myself when I'm consuming other people that I like admire and really enjoy following and also to other people who potentially are consuming my content and feeling like some type of way. And if this comes out harsh, my bad, but also like I feel like it needs to be said. <laughs> so just a quick reminder that y'all don't really know me y'all don't know me. You know parts of me. You know certain personalities I have. You know about some of the layers I have. And that's it. You don't know the whole me. And to be honest, like, I don't know the whole me. Um, I couldn't know the whole me. I'm always on a journey to understand the whole me. So if you think you know the whole me, and I'm still exploring who I am, 
I don't know, there's a little disconnect right there. And this is like a reminder to myself too, right? Like if I'm watching somebody's content or I'm like judging somebody from across like through the screen, I also have to remind myself like I don't really know them. I don't know all of them. I only know some of the layers that they choose to share. And I feel like this is not really what personal branding people or personal branding strategists or coaches are supposed to say. But I feel like I need to say it like you will never really know me and I will never really know you. And the reason being is because I've set boundaries around what I share online. I've set boundaries around my personal life and what I feel comfortable sharing with the world. And like I said before, I don't really know all of me yet. So how could you know all of me? Disconnect, y'all, disconnect. And also a reminder that what I share online, and I don't know if this applies to everybody, so I'm just going to speak for myself, but I feel like what I share online is what I actually feel comfortable sharing online. That doesn't mean that it is a conversation starter if we don't know each other for you to ask more questions. Whatever I share online is whatever I share online, and if I decide to dive deeper and explain certain things, then I can. But this is more of like a personal reminder for myself. Like I don't owe people explanations or more information. Like if I choose to just share like X, Y, Z, this, I don't need to go into A, B, C, D, E, F, G, that. And I also want to share like I choose what I want to share and I feel really happy with the boundaries that I've created around my around like social media and my personal brand. It's taken me like a really long time to be able to do that. I feel like I've been working in this sphere for 10 plus years and it's taken me about 10 plus years to feel okay with what I share online and like the boundaries that I finally set for myself like before then I I think you know people really felt like they were entitled to my time and like my expertise without paying me and I it was also because my lack of boundaries to share that another time I like quit social media entirely because I was like I feel commodified from like other people I felt like I was being commodified and then I also quit social media again or Instagram specifically because I felt like I was commodifying myself so it's like a whole a whole thing and now after like all of these experiences I I feel like okay I feel at peace with the boundaries that I've set for myself finally around social media my personal brand and just exploring this conversation with you all on this podcast is kind of like wow I feel good about this. Like, I don't feel resentment towards you, whoever's listening to this. I don't feel resentment towards myself. I don't feel frustrated. I'm just, like, more curious as to what you all think about this, like, parasocial relationship that is formed uh, through social media and, like, online interactions. So those are, like, my reminders to myself. And I guess I wanted to go into, like, okay, if... You all don't really know me. Um, If you all can't really, really know me, and I don't really know myself, who gets to see the the real, real me? Who gets to see the real, real Cassandra? And I have a couple answers to this. I feel like, I don't know if they're the right answers, but these are mine. I feel like it's just me. I get to see the real, real me. Um, My partner gets to see the real me, my sisters, my closest friends. And then even then, there are parts of myself that not everyone will have full access to. And I think that's okay. Like, I can't share all of it. And also, I I think I remember reading an article that shared that, you know, there are different parts of our personalities that come out when we are with, like, specific people. And that means, like, the way I show up online is still me. 
it's probably not like the full, full me because there are certain parts of myself that I would like to keep private and intimate and that's okay. And then there are certain parts of me that I just don't share with like other people in my life because maybe they don't vibe like that. They don't understand. These are like more conversations that I would have with like this friend group or that friend group. And I think that's okay. I feel like the only people who really, really know my deepest, darkest fears and secrets and feelings are my therapist. (laughs) Shout out to Janelle and also my partner. But I don't even share everything all the time with with everyone. I feel like my journal is probably the thing that knows like the deepest, darkest, super, super most secret, secret things. Uh, So if you could handle my journal, mm, awkward, then you would know. But that thing is uh, always with me and will never be revealed. And uh, something that I I think about often is like, and I actually had this conversation with my therapist um, maybe about a month or two ago. I used to think that I was like a super close off person because I didn't want to share all of myself or all of my thoughts, my feelings with everyone all the time. I'm very selective with like who I share stuff with. Um, And I used to think that that I was like a bad person or like a closed off person or not a good friend, sister, daughter, um, et cetera, because I don't share all the things with all the people. But I'm learning that I don't really need to like, you know, it's whatever I feel comfortable with, right? Like, if I feel more comfortable with this person and about this topic, then of course I'm going to share more with them about that. And if I feel less comfortable with this group about this topic, then I'm going to share less about that with them. Do I need to share everything all the time with all the peoples? I don't know. That might just be a question for you all. If you have thoughts, let me know. But I do think like it's a privilege to be in someone's inner circle. And I think that's, that's probably what this is. Like, if you are in somebody's inner circle, this is now like less about the parasocial relationship and more about like a in-person, real-life relationship, friendship, or whatever it is. If you are in someone's inner circle, I think that's a really great privilege to have. And I, I guess, in a more social media perspective, in parasocial relationships, can you be in someone's inner circle fully if it's a parasocial relationship? I don't know. And is it healthy? sustainable to have that intimacy with someone that you are in a parasocial relationship with personally I don't think I could because like like I mentioned before I felt like I was being commodified like people were just coming to me for like brand messaging content marketing information or like they wanted to consume my content ask me a whole bunch of questions and leave without like an equal and reciprocal energy exchange And then I also felt like I was commodifying myself, trying to capitalize on everything to like create deeper relationships or connections and like to sell more through, you know, sharing more intimate, personal, vulnerable parts of myself. And I realized, okay, I can't do that because I I want to keep most of like my super intimate and personal things to myself and not share it with people. And it's taken me a while to like come to terms with that. But yeah. I also want to give you all a reminder that social media is a highlight reel. Like we all curate and that's okay because that's kind of what social media is meant for. But I think it's super important to just keep that in mind, especially if you're noticing, oh, I'm forming a parasocial relationship with somebody and maybe I don't know all the things, you know, like 
I'm sure there are other personal brands, creators, um, people who are business owners who are thinking, oh my gosh, I have to like create what people want to see. I have to live life for others. I have to like, you know, mine my life for content. And this is something that I talked about in the episode where I talked about how being the niche slash brand is toxic as fuck. Still believe that. And I think maybe the parasocial relationship aspect kind of ties it all together because like, if we are mining our life for content or if we are, you know, the brand, the niche, and really creating something around our personalities all the time forever, are we creating a parasocial relationship on purpose with our audience? Or do we want to create a parasocial relationship so then we can sell to them? I mean, sure. People want to subscribe to certain things like that. People want to, you know, pay and like be part of a community because they really identify with somebody that they are that they found online and that's totally fine i mean like the world is moving towards that that's what the creator economy is all about but these are just like questions and like a whole other layer to personal branding or you know social media that i think we aren't having a conversation around so i've got some parasocial relationship questions to wrap up this episode. And I've got it from the point of view of a um, consumer, so somebody who follows and is really invested in somebody else that they see online, and then also from the person sharing. So the first three questions I've got are from the consumer, so somebody who is invested in somebody else, and they feel like an emotional connection, you feel like really inspired by this person and all that stuff. Three questions are, where do you feel like you want to know more about someone else's life and almost expect them to share more? Why? What is that area trying to tell you about like maybe how you want to show up? Number two, what does the parasocial relationship mean to you? How does this person impact you or inspire you? And maybe exploring that can give you an insight into what your message is or, you know, areas to work on in your life for personal development or professional development, self-love, self-awareness, and all that stuff. And number three, if they are a Black, Indigenous, person of color, queer, disabled, creator, or personal brand, are you supporting them with your money, if possible, or by sharing their work so then they can continue to create the content that has given you a sense of comfort? Or are you consuming for free, all the time, because that's also not fair, especially because like as a black indigenous person of color, as a queer person, as a disabled creator or brand, um, I'm not disabled, but like people who belong in these like identities or have these identities, the internet, social media, uh, these algorithms not made for people like that. So are you supporting them in different ways so that they can continue creating content that like comforts you, inspires you, motivates you and all that stuff, because that's also really important creators, brands, personal brands, thought leaders, small business owners are not just here for your consumption. Like, again, reminder, there are people behind the screen. So those are the other questions for the consumers. This is one question from the perspective of the person who is sharing. So if you want to have a personal brand, if you want to be a creator, if you want to be a thought leader, small business owner, anything like that, if you want to start like sharing your message and sharing content, where can you create boundaries around all of this stuff? And how do you continue to show up as yourself without letting others dictate who you are and what you want slash feel comfortable with sharing online? Personally, if you are like, oh my gosh, 
Well, that's a question I don't have an answer to. Uh, I do have an answer. Um, for me, I think it's getting really clear on not just your boundaries. So like boundaries of like what you are comfortable sharing, what you aren't comfortable sharing, but also your expectations. Like if somebody were to come into your community and it's a little bit hard for social media, but like let's say you have a, a different community. If somebody were to come into your community, what are their expectations? What are like the guidelines for interacting in this community? What are what do you expect? And this is not like, oh, I expect you to pay $5 to subscribe to me. No, it's like, okay, we don't talk in a violent way. We don't discriminate. Things like that. I think having that in place is really, really important. And then also being really clear on what your brand message and core values are, not just as like a brand or a persona, but like as a as a human. Like what are your core values? What is the message that you want to share? And I think that's really important to have before going out and trying to like, you know, have other people dictate who you are and what you want so you feel comfortable with sharing online or like the type of content that you put out. I think having all of that stuff in the beginning is really, really important to create like a healthier boundary around social media and like this whole idea of content and consumption and all of that stuff. And also I think a healthier boundary around like the parasocial relationship that will probably form and manifest itself even if you don't want to because it's just how currently social media and the internet and our consumption culture and society works right now unfortunately fortunately who knows i mean fortunately because you can like make money doing this unfortunately because people feel like they're entitled to your life it's both and so yeah that's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about with this parasocial relationship thing. I am curious as to what you all are thinking. Uh, send me a message on Instagram at Cassandra TLE and let's let's talk about it because now that I've got the language to put around this, I feel like I'm like invested. I want to know more. All right, y'all. That's all I've got for this episode. I will see you in the next one. Stay fierce, fam. If you're hearing this message, that means you made it to the end of this episode. Yay! Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and thought to yourself, whoa, it's me, I'd love if you could share this with others, post about it on social media, and or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe too. Want to hang out with me in other areas of the internet? You can follow me on Instagram at Cassandra TLE. For brand message and content marketing tips and resources, check out my business at The Corky Pineapple Studio. Thanks again and see you in the next episode. Stay fierce, fam.